Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey everybody, it's Monday. Hey. And it's the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. It is a fresh new week. Yes. Um, Beautiful. It's cold outside. Yeah, no, okay. we're not even going to talk about it. Uh, listen, it, <sighs> as chilly as it might it's be fine, outside, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. it might not be as chilly as it was in uh, the Oscars last night. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Oof. That happened. So that happened. Um, listen, we are going to talk about, in fact, I am. I look forward to talking about all the other things that happened at the Oscars last night, yeah. because you may have forgotten that an entire show took place around the one moment that everybody's talking about today. But because everybody's talking about it, we have to talk about it, too. What are we talking about, Bradley? Well, we're talking about the Oscars, the 94th Academy Awards. The whole thing or just that one thing? Oh, <laughs> you want to talk about the thing about the thing. Well, I imagine you're referencing Will Smith slapping Chris Rock last night. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I just feel like we should probably talk about the thing that everybody's talking about and get it out of the way, maybe, for now. Well, what did you make of it? Boy, I, you know, it's interesting. I was having a conversation this morning with my kids. So my kids were watching along with us last night and... Uh, When that moment happened, and if you are living under a rock and you don't know what happened, uh, the facts are as follows. Chris Rock made a joke at the expense of Jada Pinkett Smith regarding uh, the fact that her hair is shaved. And it was a G.I. Jane joke, referring, of course, to when Demi Moore shaved her head to do G.I. Jane. Um, Will Smith then got out of his seat in the auditorium, walked on to stage, uh, open hand slapped uh, Chris Rock across the face and said, keep my wife's name out of your bleeping mouth and then went back to his seat. And as Chris Rock replied to him, he replied, keep my wife's name out of your bleeping mouth. That all happened prior to the presentation of a, an award, which, by the way, went went to Questlove for an amazing documentary, Summer of Soul. And it was a tense moment that sort of hung in the air. And immediately, nobody knew if it was real. Nobody knew if it was a bit. Uh, everybody took to Twitter. And then Twitter sort of took on a life of its own in that moment. Um, and, you know... You asked me what I make of it. Yeah. What'd you make of it? Well, my first thought about it is, uh, it's uh, it's a deep thought, so bear with me. But this is a time when I think it's really important for everybody to realize where you're coming at it from, because everybody, you know, there's a term called intersectionality, where we all create our biases or the way that we see something by the by the place we stand in the world, right? So you saw that kind of playing out over Twitter. 
immediately there were a million different views sort of popping up. And I think it's important to kind of step back. And actually, in this time, I feel really uncomfortable talking. I feel like now is a time to be listening, um, which is why it's hard. I don't know. that That's where I sit. I'm sad that it has taken over the conversation uh, when so many other things happened last night that are worthy of uh, worthy are worthy of conversation. Um, so that's my first reaction. What's your, well, you said, you? you said, um, I was hoping you would expound. You, you said that you were talking to your kids about it. Right. And, and that's sort of what I talked to them about because they said, whose side are you on? And I said, I know that seems like the question that we are asking today, right? Who was right and who was wrong? But I don't think it is that simple. I think a lot of people did, did, said and did things that maybe weren't um, their best in that moment. And um, I think we can learn from it, but I think we need to listen first. And that I don't think it's a time where we can say, yeah, Will Smith was right, or yeah, Chris Rock was right, or Chris Rock shouldn't have said this, or Will Smith shouldn't have done that, or whatever. I think... I think a lot happened in that moment and there's a lot to be um, aware of. And I think there's a lot to be sad about because it did kind of overshadow some other really big moments. And for Will Smith, that moment will always be connected to the moment when he won best actor. Um, So it's I think it's just a lot bigger and a lot harder than this happened and somebody was right and somebody was wrong. Oh, yeah. I don't think anything about what happened last night was easy for anyone involved. And if you look at the responses on social media, which I was struck by, as well as in the media today, I think it's very clear that everybody is trying to wrestle with what actually happened. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it was like a very cut and dry um, thing. I mean, I'm sure some people tried to act like it was, but and people like to speak loudly in reaction to things. Mm -hmm. But that's more about like what they're trying to do. But yeah. Yeah, so that's sort of where I'm sitting with it today. I'm I I am curious to hear. I know you know. I, again, we live in this like really fast world where everybody is jumping to their view. And what I really what I want to hear is I want to hear from Chris Rock and I want to hear from Will Smith. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people will say we heard from Will Smith when Will Smith accepted his award. I don't know that we really have yet, and I think like the the benefit of time and some perspective um but i really want to hear them tell their stories and jada pinkett smith she has a voice in this um that's what i'm that's what i'm sort of hungry for right now and hoping for and i don't know when or if we'll get that mm-hmm yeah yeah no i i mean like none of this is done by any stretch no no and then there were reactions to then when uh when will smith accepted the award um the way that he accepted it seemed to refer to what had happened but maybe wasn't uh the apology that a lot of people wanted from him and so i think that sort of stirred up some things inside of people and you saw that play out on on Twitter the thing that was really more than anything fascinating to me was to watch how it became this living breathing thing on Twitter immediately Mm -hmm. and my entire view went from what is happening on the Oscars to what is the conversation on Twitter and I don't think that that's what the Oscars was hoping for 
with their telecast yeah. last night. Yeah. Did you have any other? Thoughts? Yeah, no, I wanted. Yeah. I, I'm totally. I just I'm wanted good. to make sure you you had the chance to completely share what um, you know your reaction last night, especially yeah. the part where because I mean you have kids and yeah. that's a totally teachable moment. So I was curious what what conversations you were having with them. So for me, you know, you I had my own judgments of what unfolded, but I really just wanted to talk more about the experience because and Holly referenced this in the. Um, the Dirt Alert update about how many people actually watched the mm-hmm. Oscars last night. And so I think it's important because like only 13 million people were actually watching what happened. And of that 13 million, probably a fraction of those were actually paying attention when the moment happened. Right. And so while the people who were in the audience at the actual event, I'm sure had a completely different and unique singular experience each individual to themselves, obviously, but they had an experience. And then those of us who are actually watching on television had an experience. And that's what I kind of want to talk about, because the experience of watching that train wreck unfold was it was it was just gross. Mm -hmm. It was uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. It was unfortunate. It was sad. Mm -hmm. Like there there was just a lot of emotions that I think anybody watching that experience happen was going through. And sure, everybody brings the their own life experience to the table. And and that sort of, you know, tells us a lot about people. So for me, when I watched that happen, I just immediately, I mean, Jamie and I both were just looking at each other. And I think like most people thought, wait, by the time that Will Smith got back to his seat, Mm -hmm. I think we started going, wait, was that a bit? And when you saw that Will Smith was clearly speaking expletives because we couldn't Mm -hmm. hear. So again, there's so many people, and I, and I thought of this in the moment, people are only going to hear about this experience after the fact, mm-hmm. the majority of people, and they will form their opinions based on the media that becomes available. Mm-hmm. And very quickly, what you saw on social media was some clips come out where the we could hear actually you know, what went down, or we could see from a different angle how the event actually unfolded. So, but in the moment, we were all, I think, you know, struck by, no pun intended, mm-hmm. the, what was that that right. just happened? Until you could tell Will Smith was swearing. I mean, you could read his lips before all the clips came out showing what he was actually uh, saying so mm-hmm. we could hear it. Then I think we began to realize, and that's when the oxygen was just sucked out of the entire room, much less, you know, the entire telecast. And that's what I thought was so unfortunate. And if you're just joining us, we're talking about um, sort of the, the, for lack of a better term, like most shocking thing that happened at the Oscars last yeah. night, Will Smith slapping uh, Chris Rock and dressing him down in public. The oxygen was then just so forcefully pulled out of that entire telecast that it took a long time, even just sitting on our couch last night, to try to re let all of what happened go, trying to make sense of it. Because, you know, you're just, you're so struck like that. Did that just happen? And you're like right. doing all of that. And meanwhile, then there's this moment where Chris Rock is trying to give an award and you can tell he's speechless. Yeah. And then you feel bad for Questlove and, and you know, the yes. people that were responsible for that film. And then you, it starts to sit with you. So as, you know, you're going through this moment, I think we're all sort of processing and you're becoming, you know, you're 
just a mix of emotions. You're sad. You're frustrated. Some people are angry. Um, some people are turning to social media. And then you see this telecast continue to try to, you know, adapt and absorb and change based on what just happened. And everybody's wondering what's going on behind the scenes. And that, to me, was such a unique and singular experience mm -hmm. that um, I don't think anybody has probably ever had. And, you know, people are going to have thoughts and opinions about this for like days and weeks oh, to come yeah. because we know how the world works. Yeah. But for me, it really was just it was really sad because for lack of a, you know, uh, just a, a more nuanced way to put it, it it sucked the room out of or sucked the oxygen out of mm -hmm. the rest of the telecast and all of those people who got up on that stage afterward i just you know felt terrible for them because there's yeah. now this cloud yeah. hanging over the most important day i you know and i felt bad for chris rock i felt bad for will smith i mean he is on stage accepting the highest accolade ever of all time in his career yeah. after having single-handedly just dealt a blow to his career literally literally moments before you yeah. know so so it it just it just made me so terribly sad and disappointed and i'm you know like i'm sitting on a couch far removed from the actual thing but I, I can only imagine how the people closer in proximity began to feel i actually think that that's an in, that was an interesting moment uh you know i, I don't want to repeat it but there was a very clear before feeling oh, yeah. and a very clear after feeling. And I was loving it up to that point. Like yeah. I loved Amy Schumer. I loved oh, yeah. Wanda Sykes. I loved the, you know, the the riff that the three women had. Mm -hmm. The rift? Rip? Riff. Riff? No. Riff not. is better than rift. Yeah, not riff. Rift would be tension. Riff. They were riffing with yes, each other, exactly. is my point, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I was loving the the camaraderie between the three women. You know, the telecast is always the telecast. It's the Oscars. Like, everybody's going to have opinions about it, and not all of them are going to be great, and I totally get that, and that's fine. But there was some new and different things. There was just a lightheartedness to it, and then instantly that changed. And I kind of, you know, beyond the two individuals involved, beyond Will Smith, beyond Chris Rock, um, I was kind of disappointed in the Academy that the Academy didn't... I'm, I don't know what the correct answer is mm -hmm. or what the appropriate action should have been, but an acknowledgement of of the the all these crazy alien stories can't be true can they hey it's Stephen Diener host of the unidentified alien podcast and whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there the unidentified alien podcast or UAP for short there's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world and the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms and you can also find it on UAP podcast I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Moment? Yeah. 
by the Academy in the moment, other than like a few random words on Twitter, seemed appropriate to try to bring everybody back. Like somebody needed to go out on that stage and say, we all just saw that. And now we're going to move on. And that was the interesting thing is, uh, well, I think that to an extent it was um, P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, Puffy. Yeah. Oh, he did a little bit. Who did, mm-hmm. who tried. Um, and, and you know, uh, how hard that position was to be in, right? To be the, the first voice to come out kind of afterwards that is there to direct you know, the way that the show is flowing from here on out, right? Yeah. I mean, what that's a lot for one person. But you're right, Bradley. There was, it, it, uh, you know, they couldn't have seen it coming, but the show must go on. It, maybe in that incident, incident instance was not the way to go on. And I'm just thinking in terms of breaking the tension and allowing, you know, I don't know, again, that there was a perfect way to handle it. No doubt there are very many people in rooms today in Hollywood trying to discuss how better to have approached uh, the reaction. Yeah. Uh, And I imagine we'll continue to hear about it. And I, like you, and like many people, am endlessly fascinated by just how this is all going to unfold. I don't think the story is in any way um, over. And I guarantee we are going to hear a lot more out of you know, for for no other reason than these are highly visible, highly public figures and their careers depend on their images being perceived in a positive Mm -hmm. way and i don't think they're you know that many of the people involved have reclaimed that positive Mm -hmm. perception right absolutely and i would just i mean this just comes from my heart i hope that we that we will be open to listening and uh and listening to the right voices in this moment. Cause I think there's a lot of voices and it's hard to cut through um, the clutter and, you know, keep our, our focus on the people who were there, who were involved and how that played out. Oh yeah, There's a lot of people that are going to try to make noise. And you could see that last night oh, on Twitter, so a lot of people takes. who removed their thoughts quite quickly from the Twitter sphere because mm-hmm. they maybe thought twice about it. And it's always best in these situations to maybe just not be, um, not insert yourself into a story that doesn't involve you. And I know we're very late, but I did I did not say this, and I did want to say this, because I do think it's an important element of the story. The thing that uh, took uh, some people a little while to catch up to is um, the, the, the Jada Pinkett Smith uh, shaved her head as a result of alopecia, um, and that that is part of the story. That was not part of the story that was spoken aloud yesterday. Yeah. Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are going to get all the dirt straight from Hollywood. A dirt alert on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Holly Roberts is here with all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. Hey, Holes. Hi. Hey. You know, we're going to talk about. Taylor Hawkins, the Foo Fighters oh, drummer. Oh, that's yeah. right. Gosh, you know, there was a lot. I know this a lot happened. And not know, much of it good. Yeah, you know, a lot happening this weekend. And this was a story that broke late Friday that Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins passed away at the age of fifty. And just updating you, giving you you a few updates on that. According to NBC News, Colombian authorities said that Taylor Hawkins had ten substances in his system when he was found dead in Bogota on Friday. Now the office 
Christopher, the attorney general of Columbia, tweeted the update on Saturday saying a preliminary toxicology test found substances including opioids, uh, antidepressants, THC and uh, various other substances in there. Now, they did not rule the cause of death. They're just giving you some information. Mm -hmm. They said the investigation is ongoing and the results will be released after they are obtained. Now, Taylor Hawkins died Friday night in a hotel outside of Bogota, Colombia. And uh, just uh, just shocking and sad. Mm -hmm. Oh, shocking and sad. You could tell just by the immediate reaction from the world. Yeah. Yeah. So shocking. So sad. And also for a group of people, um, the Foo Fighters are a lot of former members of Nirvana. Um, so tragic loss of Kurt Cobain. Yeah. Tragic loss of, you know, another. And then also Taylor was also a lot. I mean, some people know this. Some people don't. He was a drummer for Alanis Morissette. So somebody who's been very prolific in um, in rock music for quite a long time. Yeah. So, you know, the tributes pouring out and this is really all the information we have. So just giving you an update there. Thank you. Thank you for that, Holly. Uh, When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are going to solve some pop culture mysteries. We're going to do that in the form of blind items. Holly will bring them to us. We will do our very, very best to solve them after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Mysteries we're going to solve right here on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello, ladies. We do it every day uh, in a little segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Oh, hey. We got celebrity gossip mysteries to solve this afternoon. Are they going to be Oscaries? Oh, you know it. Oh, good, good, good. Yes. So he's done his, he did his homework. He did his homework. And he showed okay. up and he did his actual work as well. Yes. NT Lawyer provided us with fresh celebrity gossip mysteries, all from last night's Academy Awards and its subsequent after party, starting with this one about outfits. Speaking of outfits, until about three weeks prior to the show, this foreign-born A-list actress was supposed to wear the dress that this front-row actress-slash-nominee ended up wearing. Our foreign-born actress got the better end of the deal and ended up on the best dress list, while the other actress's look was criticized. Okay, so, well, that's not kind of... Okay, where my okay. So I'm going to take you on a journey in my head. What I originally reacted to, I don't know who the foreign-born... Like, I feel like Nicole Kidman is, like, the front row lady. Uh, no. It's weird. I thought Uh. she was the foreign-born lady. No, not but even. But I also didn't think that she was well, best because dressed. She uh made a very big to do about her gown being hand dyed and a bobbity blue, and I don't remember who the designer was. Armani. Armani. Um and it was a very specific shade of blue. She was very proud of it. So I guess I'm gonna have to rethink. Is was it like a Jessica Chastain? Yes, she is one of the people. Okay. She was okay. the front row lady, right? She was the front row lady. Yeah. yeah. Which I have thoughts about I, that. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, okay, so, but the foreign-born person who was going to wear that dress but wore something else that landed on the best-dressed list, that person is named, goes by the mostly, usually, the, the name of... Mm? She was a presenter last night. Does that give you a hint? 
And she's foreign born? Yes. I don't know. Was it like a, was she also in the front experience? Uh, I don't think so. So it wasn't like a, um, uh, oh my gosh, her name is Rachel Zegler. No, she's no. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, Yeah. Oh, that's right. We're working on the foreign born person. right now. But she wasn't on stage. Penelope Cruz. That's what I was going to say, but she did. She present. Um, yeah, she did. Did she? I, I don't know. I got real busy with some other stuff. Well, I don't know about you guys. <laughs> no, now this person was a presenter. Uh, she was among a trio of presenters that were on stage. Oh, okay. Were, were they on stage because of a, for a movie that was a, a di- an, an old movie? No, not an okay, old movie. Okay, forget it. No. <laughs> uh, this per- oh, yeah. Lily James. Yeah. Oh, some people- interesting. Mm-hmm. Although... Interesting. Her, yeah, her dress too. But speaking of right. outfits, up until about three weeks prior to the show, Lily James was supposed to wear the dress that Jessica Chastain ended up wearing. Now, Lily James got the better end of the deal. She ended up on some people's best dress lists while Jessica Chastain's Gucci ensemble was being criticized. I, it was a thing. I loved Jessica Chastain's dress, but for the last six inches. So Yeah, the I, roughly bottom. I would have, well, and I would have cut like about six inches of fabric off because I loved the, um, I just, I loved the colors. I loved the mm-hmm. styling of everything up until about her ankles. Yeah. No, I agree with you. That was the part where I, it lost me too. Also her speech, OMG, loved it. Oh yeah. But that's absolutely. not what this is about. No, no, this isn't about touching thoughtful speeches no. at the Academy no, no, Awards. No, we're, we're we got a ourselves. job to do right now. Yeah, we got to get petty. Mm-hmm. Like with this celebrity gossip mystery, this permanent A-list mostly movie actor perhaps had the line of the night while on the red carpet. He spotted the illiterate reality star and her thirsty boyfriend and their antics oh. and said this was the Oscars, not the MTV Video Music Awards. Well, okay, I- well. Yeah. I don't know who the person is, but I know that they're probably talking about Courtney Kardashian and Travis, whatever. Is it Barker? Tra- Barker? Mm-hmm. I always get the Travises mixed up. Mm-hmm. It happens. It's confusing. I'm going to say the other person is a permanent A-list. Uh, were they on stage last night? I don't Okay, because I was going to so. say Kevin Costner and you'd remember. It's not. Because he might still be talking. What was the description? Permanent A-list? Permanent A-list, mostly movie actor. Mm, Okay. Permanent, who's like shady? No. Oh. Just was like, this is not, you're at the wrong award show. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. So NT Lawyer says that Denzel Washington perhaps had the line of the night while on the red carpet because Denzel Washington spotted Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker in their antics and said this was the Oscars not the MTV Video Music Awards. I mean, Awards. I heavy on the tongue. had to remind myself why they were there, because at first I was like, you've got to be kidding me. When I saw them come down the red carpet, I was like, no, 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 we're not doing that. But, but he they, obviously yeah. was performing, so. Yeah. 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 Well, he was, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was oh, drumming. Oh, yeah. boy, was he ever. He was boy, drumming. Loudly and aggressively. He did something. He was very much front and center in the drumming uh, realm. Sure did. Oof. Uh, another Oscars blind item. Solve this, Colleen and Bradley. Now, everyone could get behind the Best Picture nominee. But what more than one screenwriter ranted about last night 
with the expected winner of one category being the loudest, is that to win an adapted screenplay award, one should have to do more than just use Google Translate. <gasps> oh. So I'm assuming everybody, they're saying everybody could get behind Coda winning. Yep. But that there's another movie that people criticized as just using Google Translate, which leads me to believe it was one of the films not in English. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember uh, the names. I no. was thinking the Drive My Car. Yeah. Oh. Oh, good. Who won Best Adapted Screenplay last night? Um, I thought Coda did. No. Yeah. yeah. And it's based off of a French. Right. So basically what the blind item is, is saying, saying that is that they used like, Google Translate and oh. then won an Oscar for it. And that some of the screenwriters oh. were a little salty. Oh, I about thought the their blind win. item was saying that they could get behind Coda winning, but not. Well, they who could. Won. Yeah. Well, they could get behind the movie winning Best Picture, mm-hmm. but not the Best ad- Adapted Screenplay. That makes sense. Yes. Right, because it was adapted from, like you said, a, a French movie, yeah. and they did a direct translation, which is yeah. And so, what some apparently, they're critical of. Yeah. Got it. So Ooh. some screenwriters were a little. Mm, ish. They were not happy. Yeah. Shocking that people would be upset if they didn't win. What? Mm -hmm. Doesn't work like that. Everyone applauds and they're very happy. Right. When they don't win. Yes. Gracious. Speaking of kind actresses, so let's talk about kindness. Let's do it. This A minus list actress is an offspring and is set to eclipse everyone in her family very soon. Now, outside of one party, our actress must have stood around and taken photos with fans for a solid 20 minutes mm-hmm. while the people with her went inside. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a nice one. Okay. Wait, how did they describe her again? She is a A-list actress, and she's a celebrity, celebrity offspring, offspring. Mm. and is set to eclipse everyone in her family very soon. And she was nice and stood outside of a party for 20 minutes taking photos with fans. Well, nice. uh, did she win some stuff? No. I, say, she... I don't know of any offspring that won. won anything. Did she present anything? Was she on stage? Well, she didn't win anything. Okay. Okay. Oh, but, but she didn't... was nominated. No, no, no. Didn't oh. say anything about winning, nominated, or anything okay. like that. Okay. She's just, a, it's an A minus. I know. Actress. I was just looking for the clues. <laughs> an offspring mm-hmm. is set to eclipse everyone in her family very soon in regards to her fame status. Mm-hmm. And outside of one party, the actress must have stood around and taken photos with fans for a solid 20 minutes while people went inside. Mm. She's nice. Mm. Mm, how dare she? <laughs> okay. Somebody who's going to eclipse, like, has she done anything recent? Yes. And is it, like, award-worthy usually, or is she, like, a franchisee kind of person? Like, uh, franchise? Neither. Let me ask this question. Does she act, or does she do something else? She's just acting. Okay, she's just acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, mm... Not, like, Billy Lord kind of thing? No. Uh, This person... Well, she was at the Academy Awards, starring in a very big movie right now, also supporting a family member who did present. Zoe Kravitz? Yes. Oh, there you go. Uh-huh. Yeah. So That is really sweet. She just does seem like, I don't know her, but she just seems like a really nice person. Yeah, 
Yeah, so Zoe Kravitz, outside of a party, she stood around, took photos, probably for a solid 20 minutes, while other people went inside the nice. party. So How dare she be a nice person in Hollywood? I like that. Where that nothing makes me is real happy. And everyone smokes. That makes me happy. There are, there are, you know, there's a smattering of kind people in the mix, and uh, Zoe Kravitz is one of them, and I'm just here for that. Wonderful, Holly. Thank you for your kindness in bringing those wonderful blind Thank items. You. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, I have the best news for this show. And um, in telling you this wonderful news for those of us on this show and other people like us, we're going to also revive an old segment oh, for just a moment. Awesome. So stay tuned. I'll tell you the great news and we'll uh, bring back an old segment after this on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. Uh, and uh, I'm very, very excited for a couple of reasons, you guys. It turns out we're going to live forever. Oh, yay. Can't wait. I thought you didn't want to do that. I know, but we're going to. Oh, okay. Why? Because. So you've decided to be cryogenically frozen as well? No. Oh. We're not actually going to live forever. Oh, okay. Well, <clears throat> tease. But we're probably going to live longer than we might have had we not been such enthusiastic coffee drinkers. Oh, coffee is yes! good again. Yay. Okay. So I want to quickly do a little uh, around the room. Bradley, about how many cups of coffee do you drink a day? Well, I drink uh, about... Well, one and a half to two of these every day. Okay. And I yeah. would say this is what, uh, 20 ounces? So mm-hmm. 40 ounces of coffee, maybe 30 to 40 ounces a day. Okay. So you drink some coffee. I drink a lot. Holly! That's five cups. That's about five cups. Okay. Holly, how many cups of coffee would you say you drink a day? A nice solid two. Oh. Okay. I. Uh, drink two to three, I would say. Okay. But not, I'm not consistent with that, but always more than one. Okay. So somewhere in the range of two to three. And we are all in the sweet spot. Um, and Bradley, you, I'm going to focus on you in a minute. So just stay where you are. Um, but it turns out, according to a new study of the American College of Cardiology, drinking two to three cups a day of coffee can add years to your life. Um, and this is not, this was not like a small study. This was a relatively comprehensive study. They followed more than 400,000 people for over a decade. Yeah. Um, and they found that contrary to what you might believe about coffee, that it might raise your heart rate in a way that's dangerous. Actually, it lowers the risk of heart disease and those dangerous heart rhythms. Oh, cool. Um, They also say that it's very safe for people with cardiovascular disease, um, and it has either a positive or a neutral effect. So it doesn't cause damage. Um, It either does good for you, or it just sort of is not, it's like a non-issue. It's not a thing. So you don't have to feel bad about it, which is good because of the world we live in. Everything's like, even too much of a good thing is bad. Right? Okay, so, but Bradley, you said... That you drink how many? About five cups. A well, day? I you know, I would say one and a half of these, which I would say works out to about maybe four cups on the average, and maybe some days less, some days more. Okay, so there's still no shame in that game. 
um, and that's the really good news out of this, is that truly, even if you're drinking more than three cups of coffee, according to the study, again, of the American College of Cardiology, did a very, very comprehensive study. Um, and even if you're drinking more than three cups of coffee, it, that doesn't, uh, it, that doesn't, it really just isn't, there's no extra effect. Yeah. So it doesn't do Again, better. I don't have to feel bad about it. Not at all. Good. It's, it's neutral, if anything. Um, and so, and part of the reason why is because those coffee beans, that hot bean water that you're drinking, those coffee beans have over 1,000 nutritious plant chemicals in them. Uh, that will do things like uh, reduce some stress and inflammation in your body. It will also probably improve some insulin uh, sensitivity and also increase uh, and sustain your metabolism. So these are all good things. And by the way, I just want to remind you, that is one particular kind of coffee, and that would be untainted coffee. That's your regular coffee. Oh, okay. Untainted. Meaning not the kind that you pour a ton of sugar into. Oh, yeah. And then add your steamed whatever. I like sugar and cream in coffee. I just don't put it in because if if I start doing that, then I can't not do it. So I've just always been a fan of black coffee Mm -hmm. straight up. Yeah. So that's the that's the stuff that they were studying was what that coffee does. So like awesome. Don't try to cheat the science if you you know, are thinking that this is carte blanche to have three grande lattes a day. Woo. I'm just saying that's a lot of lattes. There's that's <laughs> a lot. Of, that's a latte. Um, so just be careful with that. But otherwise, coffee's good today, you guys. Great news. Yeah, no, Yay. I I like this because I hate when people do that thing where they're like, "Oh, I'm really just trying to cut down on my coffee." And I'm like, uh, there's like 50 other things you should actually be cutting down on, and coffee's not one of them. Mm-mm. And yes, I'm a little defensive because I love drinking coffee, and it's the best part of my day, and I don't feel normal until I've had my first Agreed. cup of coffee. So that just gives me further you know, ammunition the next time somebody says, yeah. And I think it's because like anything we do on a regular basis, people feel like they shouldn't be. And I always just think that's the funniest reaction to like, like, oh, I'm just, I'm eating too much food. Like, oh, no. Do you mean like you're eating I, t- like too much in terms of calories or guys, like too much of like processed food? But like, I found out I've been breathing too much air yeah. lately. Well, you know, there's somebody out there's like, oh, the way that we breathe is just totally <laughs> wrong. Well, I mean, I, I've made it this far breathing, so mm-hmm. I feel like I'm good. Same with coffee. Like, Keep I've up given up work. everything that is bad for me within reason mm-hmm. uh, in terms of, like, the major no-nos. I am not giving up my coffee. You will be grabbing it from my cold, dead hands. Well, and don't think, like, you know... And, in fact, they'll be warm and apparently well-aged. <laughs> Ooh, do you moisturize? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You should. We should all be moisturizing. It's good for you. Uh, and there's no such thing as too much. Um, no, but I was also going to say one of the things people will do when they think they need to cut down on coffee, right, is they'll replace it with decaf, thinking, "Oh, it's the caffeine that's the problem." I'll green just drink tea, and I'm just or I'm just going to drink decaf coffee. Guess what? Decaf coffee, it's not helping you out. Also, no, there is, uh, I can count on my hand, one hand, how many times I've had a good cup of decaf coffee. Never. It's just not good. And I, I I will drink decaf because there are times when I want cat, uh, coffee. Like right but I'm before at bed. an age now where I can't have... I used to be able to drink coffee all the time, but mm-hmm. now 
I'll be up all night, so I I will occasionally make an instant decaf just to tide me over. But but yeah, no. I mean, don't drink decaf because you think it's healthier. And in fact, it's actually not at all. In fact, uh, this study also studied decaf, uh, and they found that it, there it's not as beneficial as regular coffee. It's the same well, yeah, beans you're sucking things out of it. Yeah, there's still stuff in it that's good, but the real goodness comes from your full calf coffee. So I would also just get out there and just drink like your to point coffee. out that coffee is a fermented food item, oh. and all fermented food items are good for you. So anytime you're eating something fermented, chocolate included, don't be. So hard on yourself. No, you can't have milk chocolate all the time, but you know. Guys, do you think the next craze is going to be putting sauerkraut in your coffee gross. and blending it up? Holly? Well, people are putting like that butter stuff in coffee. Stop doing that. You don't like it. It doesn't taste good. <laughs> Just take your supplements and drink your coffee. Drink You're your fine. coffee. Everybody enjoy a cup of coffee. <laughs> a cup of hot joe. Thank you. Uh, well, they're gonna at you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> We're all kinds of things. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, here's the question. Let's just pretend you're having a wedding. What celebrity would you want to officiate mm. your wedding? 651-641-1071. The sky's the limit. Anybody. We'll talk about it after this on My Talk 1071.